You are listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. The Kimmer grows on people. Yes, he does. Like a mole <laughs> or cancer. <laughs> hey, I had that. The Kimmer Show <laughs> on News Radio 1067. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Oh, man. And Pete's the one stayed homesick today again. <laughs> oh, Look out, how you doing? 12.06. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. On News Radio 106.7. 12.06. Here's the number, 844 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. And it's only me. Pete's still sick. I feel bad for him because he's got the stomach gungadagungadus, which is not fun. If you have a fever and you don't feel good, that's one thing. But if you're hurling, man, that's no way to spend a day. I know that. Let alone two days. Anyway, hope you get better, Pete, but we'll uh, persevere. John Boyce here. Hangman's hanging out. We got the full crew. Brent helped us out this morning. Jackie, the news gang, the whole team. So it's always uh, it's always nice to know people have your back. 12.06, here's Natalie Imbruglia, birthday girl, 40 today, with Torn. Also, historical note there, a couple for you. It was, 19, uh, 19, it was uh, 1945 on this day, President Franklin Roosevelt, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill, and Soviet leader Joseph Stalin began their wartime conference at, John Boy, Yalta, famous Yalta conference on this day, 1945, ending the war. World War II. Was that in Poland? Yes, Yalta, Poland. That was the famous Polish city of Yalta. (laughs) Yeah, the millennials, man. We just had the story in the news that 80% of millennials can't name one of their U.S. senators. They were asked to name one of their U.S. senators in the 50 states or 100 senators, two apiece. And and seventy nine almost eighty percent could not name a single U.S. senator, as we all know. Our senator here, of course, is Michelle Nunn. So that's kind of a... <laughs> at least. Gee, that's what all the political activists told us, didn't they? All tell us, oh, Michelle Nunn's going to win this election. Oh, okay, yeah, we believe you. Anyway, idiots. All right, that was uh, nineteen forty five. Also on this day in seventeen eighty nine. The electors George George chose George Yeah, I'm feeling great. Seventeen eighty nine. Electors chose George Washington. Isn't that funny? I can't say those four words. Oh, it shut just knock off there. Just cool. There you go. God. Easy for me to say. Electors chose George Washington to be their first president of the United States in seventeen eighty nine. It wasn't 1776. We had the, wow. the chose first president, 1789. And, and, and the, as I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Articles of the Confedera- Confederation of Constitution and the Bill of Rights and so forth was written in 1787, way after 1776. People don't realize that for some reason. It's never, it's never really emphasized in school. People don't really, you know, they say the 1776 was the beginning of the Revolutionary War, and that's all you think about, Declaration of Independence. But the Constitution wasn't written for 13 years or 11, 12 years. So what kind of governing body did we have until then? Not much. I mean, again, this was all rural. And the reason they had, the reason they chose uh, the Senate to be elected by two people and representatives 
given for all the other states based on population, so the numbers of representative Congress people varies depending on population, was so that everybody would be represented because these are rural areas where they had to ride on horseback to go to Congress. I mean, it took weeks. I mean, it, just, it was a whole different deal. Anyway, uh, that's why the living Constitution is pretty impressive for what they did way back in those early days. And and uh, still still alive today. All right, look out. It's only me. It's only the camera 1209. Here we go. Here, here we go. Newsmaker Line's coming up, sponsored by the sighting doctor. doctor. Also, Jordan retaliates. You know, uh, King Abdullah is a warrior. King Abdullah of Jordan retaliated by hanging, including that skanky chick would-be suicide bomber whose vest didn't blow up. They hanged her by the neck until she was dead. And another guy. And this uh, King Abdullah is a former Special Forces warrior. So he doesn't fool around. And this may be... This may be some kind of turning point because the the pilot they burned to death alive was a Muslim. And uh, now Jordan is uh, the king of Jordan is and, and all other many other Arab countries are now saying, OK, this is, might might be the final straw. We shall see. Also, you know, yesterday I was only kidding when I said, you know, what do you bet? these? They weren't telling us yesterday what the Georgia state art project was that shut down the interstate. Now it, it happened also in Hapeville the next day. So not only did they shut it down Monday, but nobody told the people in Hapeville, hey, by the way, we put a camera there too, and they shut down Hapeville for the day yesterday. The day after. I mean, that's inexcusable. But I was joking yesterday. I said, oh, what do you bet? It's some project to see how the sun shines over the, the next three months. That's what it was. It was a project on seeing how pretty the sun looks when it goes from one place to another. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's exciting. Oh, in fact, you know what? Our fabulous Tiffany, our fabulous uh, photography, Kimmer uh, Sand Hat Knitting, uh, uh, Girl Scout Cookie Delivery, and so-and-so, Blondie High Hot, uh, is a photographer. She sent me the guidebook for teachers on pinhole photography, which is what the thing was. Uh, she says, a pinhole photography is uh, particularly rich in examples of the principles and processes of physics and chemistry. Uh, combined together, studying this way, students can experience a hidden technology of photography and also many general principles of physical science. By having kind of like time-lapse kind of photography kind of a deal. Oh, my goodness. In fact, I'll tell you what. I think you have a Kimmer's Hidden Secret microphone, which was stashed on one of the exact locations of these uh, pinhole cameras that happened uh, just the other day. And, uh, in fact, let's open up the Kimmer's mic. Yes, it's a live reenactment of the Art Project class discovering and deciding how they would put the pinhole cameras for the project. We take it out to members of the class talking among themselves. <laughs> hey, hey, man. That, that, ear. Hey, man, we ought we to stick a, a hole in this can and then, and then go look at the sun, man. Hey, Aiden, you really got something, dude. Cool. Yeah, we could get, God, we could get pictures. Here. No, that's all right. I'm good. Man, we, we could get pictures of the sun, man. Yeah, that cool. All right, you want to tell anybody? No, let's not tell anybody, okay? Okay, let's get the pictures, okay? Okay. And there you have the actual official Kimmer Sidden Seeker microphone actual reenactment of what happened in the George Art Class Project that shut down entire countries in America and around the world last four weeks in a row. All right, it's 12-12 on News Radio 1067. What's the matter? Are we all right over here? If you wanted to, you could be a German. <laughs> the Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067.
This is Marv Albert, Arr. and this portion of the Kim Peterson Show yes. is brought to you by Malcolm Butler of the New England Patriots. Oh, Malcolm, you just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do next? <laughs> I ain't going to no Disney World. I don't want no measles, man. Where them all lick a bull at? And now, here's your host, the Kimmer. Yes! Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank you. Jeez. All right, no sweat. Twelve nineteen. It's only the Kimmer. Pros bounce back, baby. Happy birthday, Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper, sixty-seven today. And for a guy with that name who sounds like this and has been doing what he's been doing for fifty years or more, uh, he's a golfer. Alice Cooper loves golf. He's he's a golf nut, and you know it's like the the funny commercials where you see the uh, deadhead. Uh, Heavy metal guys, you know, carrying their golf clubs through a hotel lobby or something. He loves golf. He's a golfer. And you know, I saw yesterday he actually got saved not too long ago. Completely saved turned, Christian-wise saved, yeah, you mean? Yeah, turned his life around. Now, how did that happen? I didn't get the back. Did someone I, do it? or I don't know. Have you ever seen that happen? Well, have you ever seen anybody get saved? Well, I mean, like. No, I mean, in person. Have you ever seen witness it happen? I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story. Uh, well, I came here in 1972. And, in fact, I was going to mention that with uh, talking about um, the Coke is now coming out with milk. Coke milk, uh, some special high-test milk. Um, uh, and the first time I came to Atlanta, 1972, one of the first things that's, that shocked me was when I saw little babies drinking baby bottles filled with Coke. Not milk, Coke. <laughs> you know. Anyway, uh, but, but uh, uh, my, one of my, my uh, across-the-street neighbor in my apartment complex up in Roswell was, uh, I'll give his first name, his name was Tony. Uh, I got a news magazine. Come on, give me just a second. I'll make this quick. His name was Tony, and uh, he belonged to a church up the street, a Baptist church up the street. So my uh, starter wife and I went with him and his wife uh, to the place, and his, our little neighbor, 12-year-old girl, was the organist of the church stuff. So all of a sudden, the guy said, okay, who, anybody who feels the power of the Lord today, come on down to the front. And all of a sudden, Tony stands up from sitting next to me in the church, and Tony stands up. We're all going, what are you doing, what are you doing, what are you doing? And he starts walking down the aisle, the middle of the church. I'm, oh, my God. And he drops to his knees and broke into absolute hysterical crying tears and was shaking and sobbing and just going nuts there at the front of the church. And, and he got home that afternoon and threw out all his, threw out all his Playboy magazines. And he, wow. he was saved, right? I, I witnessed him. I had been here like a week in 1972 and witnessed my neighbor being saved in the Baptist church on the hill in Roswell uh, right there in person. Man, that was, I'll tell you what, that was, everybody was balling. I mean, it was a very powerful thing. Wow. Anyway, just for the record. All right. Wait, there's, is that the news? Is that the news breaking line? Let's see, is that the old news breaking line? Now, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Kimmer. This is Gregory Peck calling. You Gregory know, Peck, oh my goodness. I Gregory. wish I was a Baptist, and then maybe I could have been saved from that story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a good storyteller. So just... <laughs> oh my God. It's like it started in 1972 and just ended. My God, man. Well, sorry. <laughs> Gregory, it's such an honor. I was just telling the other day, the guys, when I, the last time I saw Jaws, man, the, the role you played as the skipper of that boat going to get that shark. I wasn't in Jaws, you that, bastard. <laughs> no, I'm sure of it. No, it's a great escape. Again. I enjoy your show from <laughs> 9 to noon. How did that, uh, how's that CD coming along, by the way? Ouch. <laughs> Well, you've heard the big news, I'm sure. It's why I called. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, Harper Lee's going to write a sequel to To Kill a Mockingbird, my classic movie. Classic. I'm so glad for Harper. There for a while, she was starting to remind me of Dexter King. (laughs) Well, what do you mean, sir? Well, she hadn't done anything in 55 years. (laughs) 
think we all saw that one coming up the freeway. <laughs> yes, we did. Anyway, they've already contacted me to star in a sequel of To Kill a Mockingbird, which is pretty amazing since I've been dead for almost 10 years. <laughs> yes, sir. We're looking forward <laughs> to it. will be like though. the Falcons. I'll be sticking up the joint. <laughs> Anyway, Kim, yes, a sneak sir. preview of the book and the movie. Excellent, excellent. After losing the most important trial of his legal career, yeah. Atticus Finch is immediately hired by Tillman and Associates. <laughs> Don't they have a theme song over there? Tillman and Associates, you're headed to the slammer. <laughs> no, I don't think that's it, sir. Tillman and Associates, it's just like pleading guilty. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure that's not it. <laughs> a needle in your arm. I know. <laughs> no, you go, sure that's not it? They have lawyers over there. You know? <laughs> Somebody call a chaplain. <laughs> what do you want on your tombstone? <laughs> Gotta we be one of those, isn't it? Pizza, no, sir. Remember Boo Radley? Boo Radley, yeah. The sure. unemployed, friendless recluse yeah. who drove everyone away yeah. and never leaves the house. Yes, sir. Yeah. He's going to be portrayed by Larry Wax. So. <laughs> oh. He's just a regular guy. <laughs> Not a friend in the world, you know. And Tom Robinson, you remember him, the sure. accused yeah. rapist I defended. Yeah. yeah. This time he's going to be portrayed by Bill Cosby, but he's going to be guilty. <laughs> <in the sequel. laughs> And women throughout Southern California will cheer when Tom Robinson is shot trying to escape. Oh, oh, oh. Could it be a little let's see her for him? These are differences in the movie news going at home. Yes, sir. Paula Dean has been hired to star in *The Kill a Mockingbird*. Now I didn't hear that. Yeah, she's going to play the court bailiff who makes sure all the Robinson supporters sit in the separate but equal section. <laughs> Hi, y'all. They're color coded. <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland Brown quarterback Johnny Manziel makes his acting debut. His acting debut? I didn't hear Yes, his town drunk Bob Ewell with additional stunt drinking to be done by Councilwoman Cleta Winslow. It's, a, <laughs> it's an awesome It's all in, <laughs> inclusive here. <laughs> Academy, you can't complain about this? <laughs> You know what up. happened when she's uh, she's got out of rehab, right? No, I don't. I didn't hear. <laughs> Who the hell gave me this hairstyle? <laughs> <laughs> so that's just a few little tidbits <laughs> about the to kill take... a mockingbird. One more thing before yes, sir, I go, Greg, please, Mr. Peck. Yes, I sir. just heard the Kimmer hidden secret microphone. Yeah, it had a little reenactment. All I can say is it wasn't hidden enough. <laughs> <laughs> I could still hear it, damn you. <laughs> Too bad Arthur Blank didn't come in and pipe in some noise to drown that out, man. <laughs> it's not great to be on the show. No, well, it's fine for us, so it's Mr. Gregory Peck right here. Dillman and Associates, 30 years to life. <laughs> no, that's not, not it. I'm that sure of it. I'm positive. That oh, can't, my God. Can't yes. be the one. <laughs> I bet they're going to tell us what it is, though. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you, Gregory. Ay, ay, ay. Man, I'm sorry. I'm just, I can't stop my nose from running literally off my face. It actually left my face. It's on the counter right there. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, hangman's in the house. Did I ever tell you about the time I got saved? You got saved? Yeah. No, I did not no, know that. This is a true story. I was a chaplain's assistant in the Army. All right. And um, they were doing an altar call, which is when they call everybody up to the altar. And I walked up there just... Everybody or anybody who wants to go up? Anybody who okay, wants to go up. Anybody wants to come up to the altar? Come okay. on up. And so there was. it was a long line of people, and... 
I did a sh- first show. I went through the line. And then I was standing on the front of the steps of the chapel smoking a cigarette, and I hear somebody calling me over the intercom. And I walk back up front, and he said, the Lord just told me that you didn't understand what he wanted you to understand. Mm-hmm. Thinking to myself, what's going on here? creepy. Guy puts his hand on my head. From the top of my head to the bottom of my feet, I felt the most awesome pleasure I've ever felt in my life. Really? Just completely tingling and euphoric from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. I fell to the ground and I got up running and dancing and it was the most powerful thing I and that was ever re- felt. You felt the- really and it, it to me it was God saying, I know what you're looking for and you're not gonna find it on earth, but when you get up to heaven, this is what you're gonna feel wow. like all the wow, time. Wow, wow, wow. Hangman right here, twelve twenty seven on News Radio one oh six seven. You're listening to a replay of the Kimmer show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to three on News Radio one oh six seven. This is Donald Trump. Hey, Donald. And this portion of the Kim Peterson Show <laughs> is brought to you by my run for the presidency. <laughs> All right. I'm serious this time. <laughs> and if you believe that, you'll believe that Brent the truck driver just won on America's Got Talent. <laughs> now, here's your temporary host, <laughs> no, the Kimmer. <laughs> tough crowd, tough crowd. Look out, it's only me. 1234, happy Wednesday on News Radio 1067. It's only the Kimmer. 844-404-1067's a number. News Megalines coming up here in the Elkimmer program. Such feelings coming over me. This was the day Karen Carpenter died of cardiac arrest in Downey, California. She was only 32. It was in 1983. Karen Carpenter had been suffering from the eating disorder anorexia nervosa for years. And she killed herself, basically, uh, putting her body through all that, and it killed her. And the joke used to be, if, if, if Karen Carpenter had only taken that sandwich away from Mama Cass, they'd both be alive today. Because the theory was that Mama Cass was eating a ham sandwich when she choked to death, had her heart attack, and died in bed or something. So that was a joke, but just not quite as funny as we might have been. Anyway, sorry, Karen. And, 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 you know, Mama. Anyway, in doubt. Also, a couple of birthdays. Uh, let's see, what do we got here? Uh, here's a here's a little uh, historical note for you. In 1997, remember this, 97, a civil jury in Santa Monica, California, found O.J. Simpson liable for the deaths of his ex-wife, Nicole Brown Simpson, and her buddy, Ronald Goldman. He was guilty and liable in a civil trial, but of course he got away with it. Somehow the idiots on the jury couldn't believe the facts. All right. And he's still in jail. Now he's trying to get out because he got set up for that other thing, kidnapping and robbing those guys who he said took his stuff. Anyway, uh, Simpson's still in jail, and maybe he'll die there, which is uh, certainly deserved right there. That was 1997, the civil trial. Oh, my God, it's only me, 1235 on News Radio 106. I was just telling John Boy, we were talking about working out and doing stuff, and I uh, I mentioned to him I, that story yesterday. We had a little bit, didn't talk much about it, about the... Uh, uh, hold on, Stan, my official unofficial black guy's coming. Hold on, Stan. Uh, we talked about, about, about working out and running and jogging. And uh, the study now shows if you jog too much, it does as much damage to your heart as if you don't work out at all. And they say, and I was telling John Boy, I said, my God, I used to run two hours a day. I used to run between between 10 and 13 hours a week, 12 miles a day. 
And, and I had a heart attack. I mean, but, <laughs> so they say you should run between 20, basically between 25 and 45 minutes, somewhere near. And I've always been taught by trainers and so forth that if you, if you, if you want to do aerobic exercise, do it for at least a half an hour because the first part of the exercising for aerobic stuff burns the sugar in your system. It's the second part of the working out that gets into the fat. So if you want to get rid of the of the bulk on you by working out, you've got to work out long enough to burn through the day's sugar. So if you if you drink three glasses of orange juice in the morning and you work out two hours later, you're just burning orange juice. You're not doing anything for your body. You've still got the sugar in you. So anyway, but but they say now run uh, run four hours total a week, like uh, 25 to 35, 40 minutes, three times a week or something is, is, is perfect, they say, for your heart, for heart benefit. Okay. All right, anyway. Uh, back to the phones, 844-404-1067. Uh, we're talking about Jordan retaliating, the Georgia State Art Project. Uh, Bobby Christina, more bad news on that. Turns out her drug dealer uh, buddy, friend, and uh, friend of the husband was in the house, and there was dope in the house. It's just, it just gets worse and worse. Uh, vaccinations, a false issue for liberals. The Falcons, are the Falcons cheaters like the Patriots? Falcons are cheaters. I mean, I hate to say it, but... But the Patriots won the Super Bowl. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, but the Falcons are. I don't want to have the Falcons be cheaters. I don't want my team to be cheaters. Well, if my team cheats, I want them to cheat and have an and advantage. Win, yeah. God. Anyway, we'll get that guy. Herbal and herbal supplements. Most of them are fake. But the eighty percent in New York State, the Attorney General did a study on on herbal supplements in all the in all the major stores, Walgreens, Walmart's, you know, all these major stores selling herbal supplements. Eighty percent of them didn't have anything on the ingredient list in the stuff. Nothing. Not only was it not 20% of your daily so-and-so, it was 0% of your daily. It didn't have anything in it. It was just like chalk and rice. <laughs> and they're not regulated. No, they're not. herbal supplements are not vitamins and minerals that have to be FDA approved. So anybody can say this is an herbal supplement and put it on the market. So don't buy it. You're, you're getting screwed. It's billions of dollars spent for nothing. You might as well eat paper. <laughs> Probably guess, better for your digestion. I guess that's the placebo effect thing. Right? Well, yeah, I mean, your mind does funny things. If it works, and it works. But I'm just telling you, you're wasting. You're probably wasting your money. I hear Stan, the official, uh, unofficial black guy on News Radio 1067. Stan, how's it going, buddy? Hey, I'm all right, man. You know, but uh, man, I, I, that that story that Hangman told, man, that that just made me so mad. Why do you mean, I sir? Hate hear, I hate to hear stuff like that. You know, he, he was talking about his. his I, I I tuned in a little late. He was talking about he was an altar boy, and he said that that uh, uh, the, the priest uh, laid hands on him. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you, came, <laughs> you came in at kind of the wrong part, Stan. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. He, 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 talking about, he wasn't even Catholic. I heard him say altar, and then, and, and then he... <laughs> Yeah, he laid hands on me, and I had the greatest warm sensation of all body. Right. <laughs> Ooh, tough crowd there, boy. <laughs> hey, where do you oh, sign man. up for that? <laughs> My bad, I could have swore. I, 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 I thought y'all were talking about uh, altar boy experience. Easy to understand the mistake, Stanley. Easy to understand <laughs> okay. the mistake. Listen, you have a great day, man. Nice to talk to you. Stanley's, I like Stanley. He's a good guy. He's, I know him. I met him. He's a good guy. He's a very cool guy. And he keeps us on a straight and narrow, too, you know. I think. All right, 1239 is only the Kimmer. 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. Also, have you heard this thing about three parent babies? This is just beginning to become a serious issue now. It's happening in Britain right now. They're deciding whether or not to allow what are called three parent babies. There's a case of a mother and father, and you might have seen this on the news last night. <clears throat> 
a couple in England have a baby, a young daughter, who's going to die. She'll never be able to talk. She won't be able to do anything. She's just basically alive and just sits there and can't do anything. And it's because she has something in her, let's call it uh, something X in her system, okay? Scientists have found a way to have, oh, the scientists said, by the way, if those parents have another child, it'll have the same deadly disease. So the only way to take care of it is to have a third party. They take the uh, fluids from the third party and put the good part of the connector cells into the the embryo to replace the bad connector cell that's in the embryo. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? So they re, so they're removing a bad gene, putting in a new a good gene from a third party. But it doesn't affect the genetic code. They say, however, it eliminates the chance of that baby having that disease. What, so what, it's not really genetic engineering, but it's eliminating a, a, a predestined disease in, a, in an embryo before it happens. So what do you call it? Is that making life? Is it changing life? And, and that means that that kid that would have been born with this horrible disease would not be. And therefore, every kid that kid has in the future will also not have the disease, which means those people would have had the disease. So man made a decision to change the outcome for all gener- future generations of that offspring by what he did in the lab. It's a slippery slope. You have a slope. problem with it? Slippery slope. Uh, so, what do you have a problem? I mean, what an issue. Hey, it's Brett the truck driver on News Radio 1067. Hey, Brett, man, hit him up. There you go. How's it going, Brett? What's up, buddy? Oh, I'm just a glutton for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> They've been giving it to you pretty good here, my friend. <laughs> hey, I seen a funny bumper sticker the other day. I figured you'd like this. What's that? Uh, a little lady come around me the other day on the downtown connector and said, uh, if you're going to ride my ass, pull my hair. <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's a little crude. I'd like to apologize to. <laughs> but might have been a better, you know, my rear end. My, yeah, something like, oh, my mercy. All right, anyway, well, Brett's back. There we go. Brett's back, and it's only the camera, 1242. By the way, I'm going to play a, 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 a comment from a movie which sums up how the King of Jordan feels about how they torched his pilot. Coming up, but first at 1242. The Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. All right, I got it now. Here we go. Hello, my name is Charles Bronson. And All right, thank sir. God, I never met the Kimmer. I skied with you, now, mister. Here's your host, the only man I know who passed out cigars at his wedding. Mayor Cassine Reed. <laughs> I don't think that might confuse a little, a little factual something there. It's there, I don't know. 1248, here we go. Look out. Giddy up, go, little darling. Clint Black. 53 today. And this was a day in history in 1861. Delegates from the six southern states that had recently seceded from the Union met in Montgomery, Alabama to form the Confederate States of America, 1861. The Here we go, layout 1249. Coming up on News Radio 1067, it's only the Kimmer, 844 404 1067. 844 404 1067. 
Uh, selfies have led to a plane crash in Denver. A guy was showing off to his friends, and he had a GoPro on his dashboard. And the GoPro, when the plane crashed, uh, they played back the GoPro, and son, son of a gun, it showed the GoPro watching the pilot take selfies of him and his passenger. And apparently that's what distracted him when he crashed into the ground and killed the both of them. Selfies. Selfies. Social media. Privacy. How many times have I got to say it? Dartmouth College has a course now called Black Lives Matter. I should have a course called I Can't Breath. God, this is just unbelievable. And we'll talk about, uh, we've got some great sound bites to play for you, too, as well. And a news line coming up, uh, sponsored by the Siding Doctor. Doctor. Doctor, here in a second. But first of all, I want to show you something. I want to pass along something to you that I think might help you understand the differences between the sexes. Very quickly here. Men and women, same event, different entries in their diary. Tonight, I thought my husband was acting weird. We made plans to meet at a nice restaurant for dinner. I was shopping with my friends all day, so I thought he was upset at the fact I was a bit late, but he made no comment on it. Conversation wasn't flowing, so I suggested we go someplace quiet so we could talk. He agreed, but he really didn't say much. I asked him what was wrong. He said nothing. I asked him if it was my fault that he was upset. He said he wasn't upset, that it had nothing to do with me and not to worry about it. Well, on the way home, I told him I loved him. He smiled slightly and kept driving. I can't explain his behavior. I don't know why he didn't say, I love you too, sweetheart. When we got home, I felt as if I'd lost him completely and he wanted nothing to do with me anymore. He just sat there quietly, watched TV. He continued to seem distant and absent. Finally, with nothing but silence around us, I decided to go to bed. About 15 minutes later, he came to bed, but I still felt that he was distracted and his thoughts were somewhere else. He fell asleep, I cried. I don't know what to do. I'm almost sure his thoughts are with some other woman. My life is a disaster. Now the husband's entry for the same day. A two-foot putt. Who the hell misses a two-foot putt? (laughs) So you see, ladies, you just got to be there. 1251. Hey, it's the Newsmaker Line. Let's see who's on the old Newsmaker Line there. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Kimmer. It's me, <laughs> Hank Hill, calling from Strickland Propane. <laughs> Hank, Second only to the varsity in the production of natural gas. <laughs> Brett, the truck driver's okay, and the Kimmer's doing stories again. Where's my Glock? <laughs> I'll put you out of your misery. <laughs> and one day of peace, and here we go. <laughs> You know, my wife, Peggy, and I really appreciated the way you honored the anniversary of the untimely passing of one of my favorite singers, Karen Carpenter. Karen Carpenter, favorite singer, really? Yeah, that's right. You know, I met her at a surprise birthday party. I didn't know that. Yeah, the cake popped out of the girl. (laughs) (laughs) You know why they had so much trouble selling Karen Carpenter's house, Kimmer? No, I don't, sir. Well, they didn't have a kitchen. <laughs> in the house. You said, no, don't send no food. What the hell? You have a waste money on you know, appliances. For it. <laughs> wow. No, you did us all a public service honoring Karen Carpenter's death. Well, thank you. Sir. I mean, after that hidden secret microphone, <laughs> all of us wanted to stick our index finger in our throat <laughs> in hopes of purging the memory of that God bless it trailer. <laughs> You
You know Karen Carpenter's social security number? No, I don't, sir. I am. 808080. Eight, 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 eight. <laughs> <laughs> Move it along. i got to get back to work here. Mayor Kasim Reed, yeah. I heard on your yeah. award-winning newscast. Yes, sir. Yes, you did. Mayor Reed wants to expand the city's streetcar system streetcar. by marrying it to the Beltline. The Beltline. You know, as opposed to when his girlfriend expanded and he didn't want to marry at all. <laughs> I said he didn't want to marry <laughs> expanding girlfriend. Beltline or nothing. The Beltline <laughs> belt getting bigger. He didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> if you ask me, Mayor Reed is putting the cart before the horse. Really? Or in his case, the baby carriage in front of the wedding procession. <laughs> I've worked really hard on this. Yes, you did, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to start doing Rodney jokes here soon. I, I told my son, Bobby, someday you'll have children of your own. He said, yeah, Dad, so will you. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to hear Pete Davis is out again. Yeah, I'll take again. Uh, well, he doesn't start with Michael Graham until Monday, so it was good to give him <laughs> no, a few days <laughs> off, you know, before his new gig, you know. You know, learn all the particulars about a show that management values. <laughs> At least he has a future. By the way, Peggy and I are waiting for that Best of Kimmer Christmas CD. Is that on the way? <laughs> well, Christmas is coming, all right, so. <laughs> One of these years. Great to be on. <laughs> Hank, Hank and you today. have a wonderful day. They heard the opening segment and they stuck their fingers <laughs> on their throat like I'm, I'm not good. I'm not popular. <laughs> oh, did you see she had a greatest hits album? Oh, oh, Kimma. Her picture was on the spine. Oh, oh. No! Oh, actual size. <laughs> Thank you, Hank. Mercy! Ay, ay, ay. All right, look out. It's only the Kimmer. 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. Here's uh, Moonshine. Brand is on News Radio 1067. Hey, Moonshiner, how's it going, man? Oh, are you kidding me? Kimmer, <laughs> last week I was all right. <laughs> right, well, last week I was a rough shave. Hey, uh, I, I got a question. I, uh, yeah. I went, to the, went to the doctor yesterday, yeah. and uh, proctologist, I should say. And uh, We don't want to know everything, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, he, he said, uh, have you ever heard of the band Third Eye Blind? I said, what are you talking about, Doc? He said, well, you're going to have to have a uh, colonoscopy. So I know you've been through that. What, oh, yes. what, should, I, what should I expect? <laughs> well, uh, it, it's actually there's nothing to it. The fact of the matter is because you're sleeping when they do it. Uh, but it's, uh, it's not, the, getting ready for it is the worst part. Well, you have I'm, to drink yeah. that gallon of that stuff that makes you wish you'd never been born for the whole evening. I mean, you're, you're going to go through seven or eight hours of absolute just yeah, horrible, icky, nasty stuff. Oh, well, you well, gee, drink I appreciate it. that. You make it sound so good. Yeah, well, but but actually, the, fa- the the good news is once you do it and you're done, you get up in the morning and you usually go in at you know seven or seven thirty or what o'clock in the morning. And they and they put you out almost immediately. You lay down on the thing, turn on your side, and next thing you know, you wake up and you say, "Okay, time to go." And then you go eat, and then you, you know, go to Pancake yeah. House or Waffle House or something, and and well, scarf down everything you've ever wanted in your life. And and that, and you, and you've lost a couple of pounds, and it's it's really it's you know the the after effect is pretty good, but going getting well, ready for it is horrible. Now, ironically, Brent, um, yeah, there is a procedure now where they can give you a CAT scan or a body scan without having uh, to do any cleansing beforehand. But it's expensive for one, and secondly, not all doctors will do it because it's very expensive. But you, if you want to avoid having the drinking all that stuff, 
and cleansing yourself, you can go get this this uh, this uh, CAT scan business. The problem is, if they find something, then you have to go do the procedure all over again from the beginning anyway. So, yeah, but if yeah. they found nothing, then you then you got away without having to do anything. But well, again, it's expensive too. Yep. The only thing that scares me, Kimmer, is uh, the doctor told me, he said, Brent, now look, he said, after tomorrow, he said, we're going to be on a first-name basis. <laughs> yeah. I was you're like, a... what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I asked you to dance first or something. 1257 <laughs> with a Kimmer. Look out. Here we go. You're listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. The Kimmer is like a bank account. Well, thank you. Without a lot of money, he doesn't generate a lot of interest. Yo, the Kimmer man. Show on News Radio 106.7. Thank you. Look out. 105. It's only the Kimmer on News Radio 106.7. There is a house in your The drummer for the animals, John Steele. Is 74 today. The animals became popular back with the Beatles and the Stones and the Dave Clark Five and guys like that. Anyway, 74-year-old John Steele, the drummer. All right, 844-404-1067. Also, happy birthday to former Vice President Dan Quayle. Dan Quayle is 68 today, and I kind of miss the Dan Quayle jokes. <laughs> Honestly, Dan Quayle, when when he was asked uh, what he would do to be prepared to be president, what he would do if he ever became president, if the president was killed or died, and he would become president instead. And he said, uh, he said, I can sum up my obligations in one word. One word will explain everything that I could do to be able to become president of the United States if need be. And that one word is, be prepared. <laughs> Just I mean, it's like he did it on purpose. I mean, just, anyway. I like 106. It's only the Kimmer. Here we go. 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. Remember the Dallas Cowboys running back and Wichita native Joseph Randall? Remember that name? Was he the tech guy? He was our Georgia Tech guy, wasn't he? Um, wasn't he our big running back for Georgia I, Tech? I I, I, Jonathan maybe Dwyer. not. And, oh, I may be thinking of somebody else. Anyway, Randall... Remember, uh, he was he was uh, caught shoplifting last October, shoplifting cologne and underwear from a Dallas mall, and ironically, he Joseph Randall, the running boy for the running back for the Cowboys, represented the company Me Undies, which is an underpant company, you know, an underwear company. But he was stealing someone else's brand of underwear in this Dallas store for whatever reason, shoplifting, and they caught him. Well, he's back in trouble again. He got busted in Wichita, Kansas this morning after a domestic violence call. A 22-year-old woman said she and Randall were arguing in a hotel. They found weed in the room and arrested Randall on a drug charge. It's his girlfriend. They're not married. They have a couple. They have a child together. They're not married. The woman told the cops she was at the hotel so Randall could see his child. And they had a fight. Somebody called the cops. They found dope and arrested him on a misdemeanor drug charge. Man, get it together, buddy. Uh, 108 on News Radio 1067, 844 404 1067. The King of Jordan, Abdullah, is a warrior. This man is a former Special Forces warrior. And he executed, hanged by the neck, two prisoners in, in return for the burning alive of his pilot. One of those prisoners was that woman whose vest didn't go off when she tried to blow herself up and kill innocent people. Well, they hanged her this morning. Uh, and in fact, uh, one of the there was a, a Republican congressman who met with King Abdullah while he was in this country yesterday before he went back to his own country, and he said that King Abdullah was so angry uh, that he was quoting Clint Eastwood in the movie Unforgiven. 
I'm going to play this, what he's, what it was like, but there's kind of a bad phrase in here. There's a bad word in here. It's an adult word in here, so don't be offended, or if you are, tune out for 40 seconds. But this is what the, the king of Jordan, Abdullah the warrior, was quoting Clint Eastwood from the movie Unforgiven, given concerning what he wants to do to get back at ISIS. All right, I'm coming out. Any man I see out there, I'm going to kill him. Any some bitch takes a shot at me, not only going to kill him, I'm going to kill his wife, all his friends, burn his damn house down. Nobody better shoot. You better bury Ned right. Better not cut up the one who has harm no. Every one of you sons of bitches. <laughs> anyway, a little fuzzy, but that's what the king of Jordan himself was quoting when he was commenting about what happened to his pilot. And you know what? I, this might mean something. This might mean something. Although uh, President Putitat is still refusing to say the issue, uh, what the issue is, and the reality is it's is Islamic extremists. But he's not going to say it. However, some other people, including Lieutenant General Mike Flynn, the former director of Defense Intelligence Agency, has a couple of things to say. You have to define the enemy that you're facing. Otherwise, you, you, know, you can't defeat it. But I think that what we're facing is we're facing a Islamic religious extremist organization. And ISIS is a part of this. But this is actually much broader than that, much broader than more dangerous than al-Qaeda, far more dangerous than al-Qaeda. Call it like it is. I mean, let's let's you know, let's get off the dime and just call it like it is. Which is once, just which one is more time. Islamic extremism. How hard is it to say that? I mean, come on, you're killing me here. And this business with burning the pilot. And, and by the way, I'm not even going to play the description uh, that was done on Fox Television and some other places of a, of a guy, Shepard Smith, describing what happened. I'm not even going to play that. It's too gruesome. I mean, it's just it, it's a gratuitously gruesome. And you don't need to hear, I mean, if you want to hear it, go. you can find the videotape if you want to see it. I don't want to see it. I'm not going to watch it. But uh, Ralph Peters, you know, Ralph Peters, the uh, military guy who uh, is on Fox quite a bit, he says, boy, ISIS loved this stuff. This is better than the best sex they've ever had, and it's easier on the goats. Well, there you are. Easier on the goats. <laughs> he's, you know, the only problem with Ralph Peters is he's on a lot on Fox. He's, but he, he tries a little too hard. I heard him the other day, he was on with Brett Baer, one of these guys. And he said, uh, he, he said, uh, this reminds me uh, when the president's attitudes about doing things on his own and, and bashing people and so forth. It reminds me of the, of the Joseph McCarthy era. Mr. President, have you no shame? He was quoting, you know, um, Edward R. Murrow on the set of See It Now. And, stuff, and it's, he's just trying a little too hard. I like him. I, I like what he says, but he, he, it's almost like he's trying to be a media quote machine. You know what I mean? And I, so I kind of, that kind of bothers me. I think you just be natural, be yourself, and everybody will be fine. All right, anyway, it's on to the Kimmer, 844-404-1067. 12 is our time. I hate Ben, and I hate you, and I'm a special girl. Huh. <laughs> that was way out of context. The Kimmer Now, and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. 
The Kimmer, a Quinn Martin production with guest stars Pete Davis, The Hangman, John Boy, comic relief not provided by Brent the Truck Driver. Tonight's episode, it's 12.05 and I've got nothing. I got nothing. Here he is for the time being, Kim Peterson. Thank you so much. Look out. Man, I got nothing. <laughs> Those were pretty much the first words out of my mouth for 20 years from this market. <laughs> Once, uh, 118, let's call it, on uh, News Radio 1067. 844-404-1067. Newsbreaker Lines coming up, sponsored by the Siding Doctor. Doctor. Uh, but first, let's go back to 1971. This is the Osmonds. <laughs> it's a little Dave Don. What's his Donnie Osmond? Donnie Osmond. For a song titled "One Bad Apple." One bad apple. This, this is not bad at all. No. <laughs> it was the uh, the other Jacksons. Basically, it was the Jackson Five, and the Osmonds were the young were the singing family groups uh, back in the sixties and seventies. And the Osmonds had their first gold record. This song, "One Bad Apple," in nineteen seventy one. There you go. All right. Blast for the fest. Uh, kind of bubblegum. You used to call it bubblegum pop, bubblegum rock and roll. Uh, let's see. Also on this day, uh, uh, John Boy, our resident millennial, do you know who Patty Hearst is? Patty Hearst? No. Patty Hearst. You don't know who Patty Hearst is? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. You're not alone, my friend. It's, you know, it's funny how times change and times pass. It was 1974. Patty Hearst was the heiress daughter of William Randolph Hearst, who was the famous publishing magnate from California, who owned San Simeon, the big castle on the hill and stuff like that. Well, Patty Hearst was his daughter who was kidnapped by the Symbionese Liberation Army, which was a ragtag group of so-called radicals. Uh, She was kidnapped in 1974. On this day, at the age of 19, she was in Berkeley. Uh, the radical Symbionese Liberation Army, and that, what they did is they uh, they basically held her in a closet and uh, raped her and abused her and turned her, and she became one of their followers. And she was a victim of what's called the Stockholm Syndrome, which is where your kidnapped victims become attached to their kidnappers. And it's, I mean, it's a true thing. I don't. It's not fake at all. Anyway, it happened to Patty Hearst, and then she was she took the name Tanya, and she was caught uh, in, a, in video and photo videos uh, pictures robbing a bank with a machine gun. Patty Hearst became Tanya, working for the Symbionese Liberation Army, robbing a bank. They finally caught her, and she went to prison. I mean, she was, and I think I think Jimmy Carter pardoned her, if I'm not mistaken. And I think she married her her uh, bodyguard later on in, in life. I'm not sure. I don't know where, what happens to her now. She was 19 in 1974 when she was kidnapped. Did she get, like, Stockholm Syndrome? What the hell was that? <laughs> What's that now? Did she have, like, Stockholm, Stockholm Syndrome? She, yeah. she fell in love yep. with her captors. Yep. She, yep. Yep. Uh, and wait, there's the newsbreaker line. Let's see who's on the old uh, newsbreaker line there. Uh, good afternoon. Camera. Hey, it's W. <laughs> How's it going, W? I've been following the news, you know, sort of like my eight years in the White House. <laughs> well, why get up? But early? I heard that Michael Jordan uh, killed two people, hung him by the neck. Well, no, no, sir. Were they trying to collect on a Super Bowl bet for Michael Jordan? I mean, it's <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't not like he's got any parents left to intimidate. <laughs> oh, well, no, it wasn't Michael. Well, when did Michael Jordan start quoting Clint Eastwood anyway? Huh? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Wasn't Michael Jordan? Guy ain't much of a living boy. Just ask my own. Oh, man. My gambling debts left him up a real creek. <laughs> Wait a minute. It wasn't Michael Jordan, sir. It was King of Jordan. With MTI, I can call my bookie. <laughs> 
my Space Jam buddies. Gee, Michael, you lost eight thousand on a coin toss. <laughs> What's your father going to say about that? <laughs> oh, man. Father murdered in a ditch, all right. <laughs> we don't need to draw any more of a map than I've already done. <laughs> I mean, I admire this yeah. king, Abdullah. It's yeah. not Michael Jordan, yeah. right? No, uh, not Miss King Jordan. I mean, Jordan yeah. As John Madden might say, hey, folks, King Abdullah, here's a guy that doesn't lowhand around. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> mess around would, would be one, say <laughs> one other alternative word. Sure. <laughs> mess around, fool around, whatever. Be a fool around is getting close. Fool would there. be close, yeah. Why would ISIS mourn the death of that suicide bomber? I what? mean, she obviously wasn't very good at her job. I mean, <laughs> no, come on, failure. I got time to think of these things. Yes, sir, you do. Thank goodness. Senator Rand Paul, boy. Yeah. He really stepped in the Marta elevator yesterday, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Rand Paul claims yeah. that he's say, seen, as yeah. a doctor, yeah. vaccinations cause, quote, a profound mental disorders. Yeah, he causes. Of course, you got to, you know, Rand Paul is from Kentucky, so he might have been confusing <laughs> vaccinations with inbreeding. <laughs> <laughs> Very possible, sir. <laughs> Which increased it dramatically when they introduced crush-proof cigarettes. Oh, 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 oh no, Great to be. Now wait a minute. So, I no. gotta say one more thing. All right. it's, uh, yes, sir. Don't. It's good to have uh, Brent, the truck driver, back. Yes, you know? I showed up again. Yeah, today. it kind of reminds me. A call from Brent reminds me of uh, the remnants of a date with Madonna. Well, what, what do you mean, sir? Well, it's painful, and it keeps coming back. <laughs> I tried putting a cyclover on my radio, but it didn't help. <laughs> Talk about a bumpy road. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's only effective on Brent Simplex B. <laughs> hey, folks, here's a guy who knows a lot about the herpes virus. <laughs> no, honey, I got it from a bicycle seat. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Man, how the years have shown. <laughs> Mike, you there, Toby? Yeah, Toby. Thank you, Debbie. <laughs> Giddy up, go, Elizabeth. Giddy up, go. Up <laughs> tonight. All right, one twenty-four. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. On News Radio one zero six seven. Bum, 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 bum. Pete's off again today. Pete's still sick. Uh, he uh, went to the doctor and uh, got some shots or something. He's been he's been having the old heebie-jeebies. It's not, you know, I just have this stupid cold. It's been hanging on for about a month. But Pete was sick. He had that old stomach thing, and that's no fun at all. So I hope he's back tomorrow. But if he's not, I mean, if you're still sick, stay home. Don't come. Don't come in here. <laughs> Even you know, I mean, I got enough problems. You know, but we feel bad for you. But we will have a guest sports commentator. Today, uh, after 2 o'clock, around 2.15 or so, uh, filling in for Pete today. Special treat, coming a little live special treat. I mean, you know, uh, I think. And Tiffany's going to call in at 1.30 to tell us about pinhole cameras. Oh, you know, she's. I, I mentioned she sent me this whole uh, photographic thing here on the pinhole business. And we had a, a Kimmer's live reenactment earlier today of the of the art class of what actually happened in the class of the, of the guys uh, deciding how to do the pinhole photography. 
Well, that's good. She, she not her boss is going okay with this, or I'm, is she going to? I think so. So um, maybe she gave him a free lunch ticket or something and got him out of the house. Maybe a photography session with his kids or something. There you are. She there does great are. work. Oh, she's a photographer. She, yes, in, she in fact, now this. We, oh, she sent more pictures for. Okay, she, now uh, Tiffany has a portfolio, and she's she really she's a wonderful photographer. So she sent us these pictures and is hoping maybe if someone needs a photographer that we'd be able to, you know, to, to show some of these. Um, she knows this is radio, right? But, but we'll, we'll we'll try this. We try this one. Let's see if we can do this. All right, let's. All right, let's. Picture number one. Oh man, that's beautiful. Oh look at look at the staging. Is that? Can you get the? Oh my! Is that the sun in the back? Holy moly! Beautiful shot. All right, let's look at the wildlife exhibits. Oh my God, that's not a rhino, is it? Where's? Oh my God, that's a rhino and a monkey. Who, oh, that's a, how did they, how did they state, oh, how did she get that picture? She lives right down the street from the Yellow River Game Oh, Ranch. my God. And that's, I think that's General Lee and the hanging from the, uh, the the balcony of the, oh, my God, that can't be good. Ooh. Oh, no, we don't, oh, it's a touchy. I hope there's no injuries there, Tiffany. I, uh, mm, mm, mm. All right, 126, it's on the camera, News Radio 1067, 844 Yes, the idiot art class people at Georgia State not only screwed up traffic on Monday, then they screwed up traffic on Tuesday at Hapeville. Now, why didn't, when they, this happened on Monday, why didn't anybody involved in this project say, uh, gee, we really screwed up. Maybe we should go get the other cameras before they cause a problem. But they left it there, and sure enough, it caused a problem in Hapeville yesterday. Business were evacuated. Bomb squads were called in after they did it Monday. And they left it there in Hapeville on Tuesday, and it happened again yesterday. I thought the reports we got yesterday said they were coming back. They were going to, but the report said they were going to try to find the rest of the 17 cameras. They don't even know where they are. <laughs> My God, who did this project? <laughs> Holy, for Ray Charles? I mean, come on. 127 on News Radio 1067, man. Brutal. You're listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. Hey, this is John Gruden. Let me tell you something. (laughs) This portion of the Kim Peterson Show (laughs) is brought to you by Aaron Hernandez. I don't know why they're prosecuting this guy, man. Don't they know that all New England patriots get away with murder? (laughs) You don't believe me? Just ask Roger Goodell. (laughs) Now here's your host, the Kimmer. Thank you so much. In fact, the Patriots just just had their uh, parade through the city of Boston this morning in the three-foot snowbanks and the seven degrees and whatever. But, yeah, they won. They should have lost, but they won. The worst call in the history of playoff football and probably just absolutely, I still don't get it. I don't understand it. I, anyway, I don't care one way or the other. I didn't have a dog in that home. All right, this is a bizarre little song here by Paul McCartney. Rihanna and Kanye West. They're going to team up for a performance at the Grammys this Sunday. They'll do their collaboration called Four Five Seconds, which is this. Woke up and optimist. Is this a good song? It doesn't seem like it's. You like this song? First time I ever heard it. I didn't know about it before. Then I heard you was talking trash. It sounds like they're they're making it up to try to make a record, you know what I mean? It's like I said, hey, let's do this and see if this comes out with anything. 
What I mean, the hell is this all about? I, I don't know. I think the whole, like, Paul McCartney featuring with Kanye thing on that one oh. song, Only One, that started yeah. this. I don't oh, know. man. Kanye West is the idiot who came on and said, George W. Bush don't care nothing about no black people. George W. Bush had more black people in his administration than any other president in history, by the way. So, including Condoleezza Rice, uh, who was, uh, you know, anyway. And one, uh, yeah. and one of the saddest parts about that is yeah. everybody thought that Paul McCartney was a new artist. I know. They didn't Kanye. know who he was. They, in me? fact, remember when, when he came out with the song, he said, boy, this guy's got a future. Oh. <laughs> They'd never heard of Paul McCartney. There wouldn't, be, there wouldn't be Kanye. Unbelievable. All right. On this day, and I got news break lines coming up, sponsored by The Sighting Doctor. On this right. day in history, it was only 2004. 2004, Facebook had its beginnings. It was only 11 years ago, Harvard student Mark Zuckerberg launched The Facebook. And it was, uh, what's his name there, who told him to drop the the and just call it Facebook. And he did, and, well, the rest is history. And, uh, 2004 is when it started. Oh, <laughs> ironically, uh, here's a little story concerning Facebook, which they can't be too pleased with. In Tobahanna, Pennsylvania, a 14-year-old boy went on Facebook pretending to be a girl. And he talked dozens of other boys into sending him naked pictures and gift cards. Yes, he would say, I'm a pretty girl and I'll send you pictures of my naked body if you send me pictures of your naked body. So these boys sent him pictures of their naked body thinking he was a girl. He's really a 14-year-old boy. And then he said, oh, I'm, I was going to swap nude photos, but I don't think I will. I, th I just think I'll put your nude photos online unless you send me more photos and some gift cards. So he blackmailed him. He extorted him and blackmailed him into sending him more nudie pictures of boys and men and, and gift cards, money, or he put them online. Well, they caught him. He's 14 years old, uh, and he pretended to be a girl named Jessica Carabello. And he's been released to the custody of his parents. Hell, they ought to throw him in jail and then get him some medical help. I mean, this is, that's pretty sick, man. 14-year-old extortionist on Facebook? Cue. <laughs> brutal. If he would have started asking for the gift cards, that would have been one thing. What if, yeah, I was <laughs> naked. I'll send you mind if you send me it. But again, you know, it's, it's, it's privacy. Social media, privacy, selfies. This, this, I still don't understand what it is other than a, a, a miniature immediate ego trip. Hey, look at me. Look what I did, and I'm doing this, and therefore my life has meaning. I mean, is that what it is? I, yeah. I, I just, it's a, I, I just don't know why it's so important. Why, and it's everywhere. I mean, look at anywhere you walk. You go into a mall, you'll run into 12 or 15 young girls who are on their, you know, doing stuff on their phones walking in. It's just, anyway, it's just what, it's what we are, what our culture is these days. At 844-404-1067, 138, it's only the camera on News Radio 1067, 844 1067. Now, what do you think about this three-parent baby business? This is really, uh, if this is so close to genetic engineering. On the other hand, I was listening to the Fox Drippy Lipper Girls 5 o'clock this morning, and they had their doctor buddy on who said, you know what? If this method, what they do is, uh, if parents can't conceive a baby without having a disease in their embryo, what they do is they take a third party's um, intermediate cell stuff. It's the stuff that binds everything together. And if it's diseased in the parents, uh, either one of the parents, they can get rid of that and put the other person's good stuff in the embryo. So the baby is not born with this horrible disease, and it doesn't change the gen genetic code. It doesn't make his eyes blue or red hair or whatever like that, but it eliminates the bad part of the what was going to happen to that born baby. And the doctor says, you know what? If you can eliminate a birth control, pro I mean, a birth defect problem with a with science like this, what's wrong with that? On the other hand, that wasn't natural. It wasn't. It wasn't what was going on. 
Anyway, it's it's a, it's an issue. And everybody that's right will on have the line, blonde hair boy. and blue eyes. Well, haven't we been down this road? Well, it's the, that's it. That's the issue. I mean, is this the start? And they're, they're not doing it in America. They're debating it in England. They may allow it in England, and they, they can do it. All right, is that Tiffany? Is there, all right, we have our official uh, Kimmer hot blind. If she feels like it or any of the color, once in a while she does. A brown tooth, English Brit loving, heavy metal head banging, kiss, uh, uh, Christmas Kimmer hat knitting, Girl Scout cookie delivering, photography babe Tiffany. Hello, Tiffany. <sighs> Hey, Cameron, what's up? <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Great. All so, right. Now, tell, yeah, what's this pinhole photography business? I mean, is it was this worth doing this? It seems like it's kind of silly. Yeah, no. Um, so it dates back to the 19th century, and I'm sure you're familiar with it. Well, I got your but, little uh, notebook yesterday, <laughs> and I read it last night. Joke. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, so basically what happened was um, they decided that they were going to, you know, demonstrate how light falls in a straight line. Um, and so in the 19th century, they would have dark chambers called the camera obscura. Okay. And there'd be somebody that was in there. They'd create a small hole, and it would flip the image onto the wall inside, and they would use it to trace, like, whatever it was reflecting, like the trees or right. whatever they wanted to draw. But it's like, yeah, it's so, like um, as if sunlight was coming through a tree branch onto the ground. You'd see the part that came through the tree branch, a pinpointing of that particular spot right. there, right? Yeah. Okay. So... A lot of art classes use that as, like, the basic photography to kind of teach people how light works and shadows and all that stuff. And then developing in the dark room, it's the basics of the fixing and then the process of developing images. So, well, But what yeah. would this do? If they put a bunch of cameras around that are pinhole cameras so they only show a little teeny uh, piece of straight light coming in, is, is the light exposed on a, on a film in the can? Yeah, so you can use film or, like, photographic paper. That's yeah. what we use in our school. Yeah. Um, so because the hole is so small, you have to leave it for long exposures. And, like, I don't know what they were doing, tracing the sun or whatever, but the exposures that we did were, like, two to three minutes long uh, for a still image, but I guess they're doing time-lapse. They were so going to do it for months. But, but what I don't yeah. understand is if the, if the hole doesn't move, in other words, you have a pinhole in a, in a, in a tin can and a, and a film in the back, if the hole doesn't move and the light only can go in in a straight line through the hole, then it's going to burn into the same spot on the film. So how are yeah, you going to get a picture? It's going to be just one, you know, massive one after another light source a, in one little yeah. teeny area. So what, what does that? What could that show if it's all just blasted well, on top it, of itself? You know? Yeah. So if you look at, you can Google them. If you do like the normal exposures, like a few minutes, it'll look like a normal picture. But if you do the longer exposures, it's going to show like a blur of like whatever the object is that it's reflecting. So as it moves, uh, kind of like a time like lapse a... thing. Exactly. Okay. I yeah. Got <laughs> All right. Well, Tiffany, that but helps, yeah. but I still think it's kind of silly. And how are you doing these it days? How, how, what's up uh, with you? I'm great. Yeah. I'm great. Uh, yep. This is how I can justify charging three grand for wedding, knowing all this. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's open for business. So you can get a hold of us on the Kimmer Show Facebook page, and we'll get you in touch with our girl, Tiffany. Nice to talk to you, sweetie. Have a great day. Hi to hubby right. for us. All right, doll. Yeah, take care. Seeds that you don't need. <laughs> gold is... Weed. Bad yeah. Weed. <laughs> the Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 106.7. This is Dr. Phil. Hey, Doc. And now here's your host. I'm okay. A man okay. who's waiting patiently for management to see the light and start promoting his show. How's that working out for you? Thank you. How's that best of CD coming along? And now here he is for the time being, Kim Peterson. Well, wait a second. Remember, he did the I'm Okay, You're Okay. Wasn't that the guy? Wasn't that, doc- wasn't that the guy who did the I'm Okay, You're Okay book? I think it was. Huh? Yeah. 
Yeah, it was. I think it was Doctor Phil. Yes, and back. I. What I'm, it reminded me was when he came out with a book, "I'm Okay, You're Okay," which was a huge uh, bestseller. The picture of him on the back of the book, or maybe it was on the front, I forgot. The picture of him only showed him from a, right from his eyebrows to his chin, to his his neck. It didn't show his hairline. It just showed his face. And then when people met him and he got on TV, he's completely bald. And nobody knew who it was. They couldn't recognize him. And he went, oh, my God. I mean, it was just shocking. And I'll never forget. It's, it's oh, my God. That's not, that's the same guy? And I thought, why did they do that to him? Because everybody's first thing going to say is, oh, my God, he's bald. Instead of just having his face on the book the way he is, nobody would have said, oh, my God, he's bald. They would have said, there he is. You know? What an idiot. Anyway. This is Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre has given up one of the best views in Los Angeles, if there's such a thing. Dr. Dre has sold one of his homes there. He has three properties in the area that are still existing. He just sold one house for $32 million. 10,000 square feet of living space, six bedrooms, nine bathrooms, a wine cellar, and a 300-degree view of the city, the mountains, and the ocean. The buyer is a private equity firm owner named Alex Sultani who plans to tear down the house and build another one. But he's got the views and he paid $32 million for the property. <laughs> oh, mercy. Dr. Dre. All right, look at One point, we're sitting here working on the radio. <laughs> you know, what a great country, isn't it? How does it be? 149. All right, look at It's only the camera. News Megalines coming up. Hey, wait a second. It's, uh, it's Mike on News Radio 1067 with a camera. Hey, a hit number one here for me. Hey, Mike, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm on the right side of the grass, my friend. What's going on? Wait a minute. Do I know you? Well,. I, I used to caution you occasionally about licking your balls. <laughs> um, <laughs> golf balls, golf balls. You, you, you might know me through Danny McNulty. We, yeah, <laughs> Danny McLeffy, We, we played together at, <laughs> at White Columns one time, and on about the third hole, I noticed our balls were uh, quite blue, and... Uh, Cautioned you against the fertilizer. Yeah, they had the fertilizer, and, and when you pick up your ball with the green, it's a little blue, and you don't lick it off. That would be bad. So, no, that, wouldn't, that I, wouldn't be good. But I, uh, I, I didn't know you were back in town. I, uh, I was cruising down the dial, listening for rhubarb, and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, well, we're trying to keep it a secret. You know, the problem is if people know, they're going to start listening, and then people are going to get mad, and I don't know. We're, don't, yeah. For God's sakes, don't tell anybody. It's our special management theory that if you don't tell anybody, they'll find you by mistake and be even happier. So, it's you know, that's the way we work. Anyway, how's your game? How you playing good? Having fun or what? No, no it's ter terribly ugly. It's, it's, it's bad. Yeah, well, I can relate. It's hard getting out in this weather stuff. Mike, it's great to talk to you, buddy. I tell your friends, and I'll, I'll say hi to Danny for you. I'll talk to him this afternoon and tell him you said hi. That's awesome. Thank Thank you so much. Thanks, man. And talk to you. One fifty is our time on News Radio one hundred six seven. Oh wait, there's a newsmaker line. Let's see who's on the old newsmaker line. There. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Kimma. This is Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> hey, calling. Jerry, how's it going? Something I was hoping maybe you could explain to me. All right, sir. If Facebook is eleven years old today, yes, sir. How long before Prince Andrew starts dating it? No, he likes them young. All right, tell me something else, Kimmel. Yes, Jerry. What did we do before Facebook? I'll tell you what we did. Yes, sir. We lost touch with people we never really liked in the first place. <laughs> I hate Facebook. <laughs> It's like Brent the truck driver and won't go away. <laughs> Never leaves. <laughs> help me, George. Help me, Kramer. Yeah. Find you anywhere you go. <laughs> well, it's her first work in nearly 55 years. Yeah. 
But enough about VA Director Leslie Wayman. <laughs> no, I thought you were stuck. <laughs> Harper Lee, the author, to kill a man. Yeah, I better be careful with Leslie Wiggins, you know. Really? She could get mad and call management on her newly installed couch phone. <laughs> <laughs> that way she doesn't have to get up, you see. Yeah, with a beard chaser, I think, on the side. I don't know. As Gregory Peck mentioned, there, Gregory Peck mentioned yeah. as a sequel to, to yeah. Kill a Mockingbird, there's going to yeah. be a movie. A movie? Yeah, Kim Kardashian's going to play that uh, temptress, what was her name, Loella or something yeah, like that? Yeah, Loella something, yeah. Yeah, you know, since it doesn't take any acting ability for Kim to seduce her brother, you know. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Name the kid Scout West. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jerry, you did that brother joke just like I wrote it. Thanks, Kramer. I appreciate it. <laughs> On this day in 1969, Yasser Arafat took over the PLO. PLO, yeah. He received a kiss on the cheek from Mrs. Arafat and a second one on the ass from Jimmy Carter. <laughs> <laughs> on this date in 1847, the first Mormon pioneers traveled to Utah. That Utah. must have been a hellacious trip. Boy. Think about it. You're yeah. a Mormon settler. Yeah. you got seven different wives telling you to stop and ask for directions. <laughs> <laughs> it worked so well last night at the Laughing Skull. <laughs> All seven people laughed at it. <laughs> well, I don't know. Seven wives in a covered yeah, wagon. Yeah, a lot of wives asking for directions. <laughs> yeah, Before I go, <laughs> yes, sir. a special shout-out to the hangman. The Kim. hangman for helping out. Yeah, as Herman Cain might say, Chad's doing a yeoman's job. As in, yo, man, you done doing a good job, Chad. <laughs> yeoman. <laughs> yo, Buy man. yourself a grape soda. <laughs> Get yourself a pack of cool. It's not like me, cool. man. I mean, you're doing a yeoman's job, yo, man. Yo, man. <laughs> Golly, Jerry. Pick you up a girl on Cheshire Bridge. I'll cover it, man. <laughs> I got an account over there. Looking for a girl Friday, are you? <laughs> a couple more for the weekend, Get man. That's that's what I thought. Thank you. Right, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Man, I didn't know harass was two different words. Kevin, I'm sorry. <laughs> you learn something every day. Yes, sir. One day they won't tell me what Shucky Ducky means. <laughs> Golly, thanks, Jer. <laughs> Look out. Mercy. Ay, 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 It's only the camera. News Radio 1067. Have you seen the video of that plane crash in Taiwan? Holy moly. An airliner, and it's uh, people in other countries uh, routinely have GoPros or cameras in their cars. I think it's because they have so many accidents that people t- try to cheat them out of things. That they, use, they, need, they need video proof, and they get in a wreck, so they have their own cameras on their dashboards. It's very common, especially in Russia and parts of Europe. They do it also in Taiwan, and there's somebody had a, a camera on his dashboard and was driving along, and all of a sudden you see an airliner plunging across a highway, slamming into the side of a bridge with his wing sideways, diving into the water. And I don't know how many what the final death toll is, but it, it, it apparently lost an engine on takeoff and cr- hit the bridge and crashed into the water in uh, somewhere in Taiwan. Mercy. You know what was that? I missed that headline. They- they were just showing on a scroll 58 people on board, and then they went to Colorado. Anyway, yeah, we so we don't know how many rest. died. I, I think some lived. I think some got because it had just, it wasn't falling real high out of the sky, but it crashed. And you could see it right in front of the car, clipping the bridge and slamming into the water. It was yeah. brutal. Just brutal. That was in. Uh, also, a train hit an SUV in New York, near New York City. Seven or eight dead. How is that possible? I don't, I, honestly, I, I know I'm. 
not bright about this. I know I don't understand something. I'm clearly lacking some kind of basic knowledge or perspective. I don't understand how in the hell you can ever be hit by a train unless you are either drunk or stupid or reckless or you can't, unless maybe there are places in this country where a train crossing is only seven feet around from a corner of a speeding train that you can't see, and there are no ever, no ever guiding ding dings and rails. Baloney! There's no way you can be hit by a train. And if your car's going over a track and a train's coming, get out of the car! What the hell? Oh, <laughs> uh, there's a. Ah, the damn train come right at us here, Bobby. Oh, crap, man. We're probably going to get... Jeez, come get out of the car. I mean, how is that possible? I mean, I don't understand how you can be hit by a train. It's a train. I mean, Jesus, you can drive along and hear a train four miles away coming to where you're driving. I mean, it's how do you get hit by a train? It's a train. It's not some kid on a bicycle, you know, you can't hear behind you on the sidewalk. It's a train. Chunga, chunga, chunga. It's a freaking train. Oh, man, I don't get it. How can you get hit by a train? It's a train. It's a train. What the? It's a train. All right, 157. Maybe somebody can help me. It's News Radio 1067, and it's only the Kimmer. Look out. Here we go. You are listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. The Kimmer has a surefire pickup line he uses on the ladies. Well, you know. Can I buy you a drink, yeah. or would you rather just have the money? Oh, thank he you. always <laughs> goes home alone and broke. The Kimmer Show <laughs> thank you. on News Radio 1067. Actually, I used to say, uh, can I buy you a drink, or would you rather have the cash? <laughs> actually, when I actually used to go, when I was thought I had something going on for myself there, which was many years ago, of course, I'd go up and say, excuse me, can I buy you a condo or a small boat or, you know, like that. And they start laughing, and when they start laughing, then you sit down and start talking and whatever, you know. I mean, it's, there's, there's always a key, boys. There's always a key. I could teach you, but it wouldn't be fair. I look out 205. <laughs> Desperate and sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's the problem. When you get to be my age, and all my friends were, when I was out of Florida, retired, all my friends were, you know, 23 to 30. And if we'd go out together, you know, they, they you know, we'd go to the bars. And, of course, I was one who had a career, and so I had a little, little spending money. So they'd all ask me to buy it. I'd be buying all the drinks. And I'm you know, buying all these, you know, champagne cocktails and 12 at a time for my little young friends. You know, and the bartender started naming the drink after me, called it the stupid freaking idiot. Yeah, I'll take seven more stupid freaking idiots and a beer for me, Barkey. And, uh, and then at the end of the night, of course, they're all, you know, coupling off. They're making uh, arrangements with each other, walking hand in hand to the cars to go home and make sweet love. And I go home to see if my chandelier is going to hold my body weight. You know, I just uh, <laughs> crying like a little girl. <laughs> Alone again, naturally. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> Thanks for the memories. Anyway, this is the Fifth Dimension and their singer Florence LaRue. I thought Kenny Rogers was the Fifth Edition. Fifth, uh, fifth Dimension, sir. Uh, 73 today. Florence LaRue, 73 today. And you're on News Radio 1067. 844 404 1067. 844-404-1067. Now, it was nice talking to Tiffany a little while ago. She was a photographer, among other things. And uh, she was explaining this pinhole camera business. They, and it just is amazing to me that after Georgia State Art Project students shut down the downtown connector and caused all that problem stuff, 
that they didn't even bother to go get the rest of the cameras which they knew were out there because a second one did the same thing in Hapeville the day after. I mean, this is unbelievable. Why, why couldn't have someone said, oh, God, boy, did we make a stupid mistake? Look what they did to the downtown connector. We better go get those other cameras. No one thought of it? I mean, it's amazing. Of course, I know why they didn't think of it, because the art students were sitting around as we bring you another live camera reenactment of the art project at Georgia State. We take you now to the back of the classroom where two students are deciding how to do their final project. Dave, ear, that's a little harsh. Hey, hey, Aiden, let's go, let's go put cameras around somewhere and take pictures, okay, man? Uh, all right, dude. Here. Here. That. Okay. Oh, man. That's. Oh, that's righteous. That's righteous, man. Uh, let's, let's go get cameras. You want to get cameras? Oh, yeah, man. But first, I got to have some Snickers. All right. Yeah, you get the Snickers, and I'll get the pinhole, and, and we'll go walk around, okay? Uh, okay. And there you have it the actual live reenactment of the Georgia State University Art Project here in Atlanta. 208 on News Radio 1067. It's one of the camera. How about a newsbreaker line? Let's see who's on the old newsbreaker line here. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Kimmer. This is Gregory Peck calling. You Gregory know, Peck, oh my goodness. I Gregory. wish I was a Baptist, and then maybe I could have been saved from that story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a good storyteller. So just... Oh my God. <laughs> like it started in 1972 and just ended. My God, man. Well, sorry. <laughs> Gregory, it's such an honor. You know, I was just telling the other day, the guys, when I, the last time I saw Jaws, man, the, the role you played as the skipper of that boat, going to I get that shark. I wasn't in Jaws, you, know, you that, bastard. <laughs> no, I, I'm sure of it. <laughs> no, it's a great escape. Again. I enjoy your show from <laughs> 9 to noon. How did that, uh, how's that CD coming along, by the way? Ouch. <laughs> well, you've Rob. heard the big news, I'm sure. It's why yes, I called. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You Harper know, Harper Lee. Lee's going to write a sequel to To Kill yeah. a Mockingbird, yeah. my classic movie. And classic. I'm so glad for Harper. There for a while, she was starting to remind me of Dexter King. Well, what do you mean, sir? Well, she hadn't done anything in 55 years. <laughs> We all saw that one coming up the freeway. Yes, we did. Anyway, they've already contacted me to star in a sequel of To Kill a Mockingbird, which is pretty amazing since I've been dead for almost 10 years. Yes, sir. We're looking forward <laughs> to it. will be like though. the Falcons. I'll be sticking up the joint. <laughs> anyway, Kimmer, yes, a sneak preview of the book and the movie. Excellent, excellent. After losing the most important trial of his legal career... Yeah. Atticus Finch is immediately hired by Tillman and Associates. <laughs> Don't they have a theme song over there? Tillman and Associates, you're headed to the slammer. <laughs> no, I don't think that's it, sir. Tillman and Associates, it's just like pleading guilty. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure that's not it. <laughs> a needle in your arm. I know. I know that, you go, sure that's not it? They have lawyers over there. You know? <laughs> Somebody call a chaplain. <laughs> 
What do you want on your tombstone? <laughs> it's got to be one of those, isn't it? Pizza. No, sir. Remember Boo Radley? Boo Radley, yeah. The sure. unemployed, friendless recluse yeah. who drove everyone away and never leaves the house? Yes, sir, yeah. He's going to be portrayed by Larry Wax. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's just a regular guy. <laughs> Not a friend in the world, you know. And Tom Robinson, you remember him, the sure. accused rapist yeah. I defended? Yeah. This time he's going to be betrayed by Bill Cosby, but he's going to be guilty. In the <laughs> <laughs> and women throughout Southern California will cheer when Tom Robinson is shot trying to escape. <laughs> <You're free. laughs> Could it be a little? Let's see her for him. These are differences in the movie theaters going at home. Yes, sir. Paula Dean has been hired to star in *To Kill a Mockingbird*. No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, she's going to play the court bailiff who makes sure all the Robinson supporters sit in the separate but equal section. <laughs> Hi, y'all. They're color coded. <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland Brown quarterback Johnny Manziel makes his acting debut. His acting debut? I didn't hear Yes, his town drunk Bob Yule with additional stunt drinking to be done by Councilwoman Cleta Winslow. <laughs> it's, a, it's an awesome It's cast. all in- <laughs> inclusive here. <laughs> Academy, you can't complain about this? <laughs> You know what up. happened when she's uh, she's got out of rehab, right? No, I don't. I didn't hear. <laughs> Who the hell gave me this hairstyle? <laughs> So that's just a few little tidbits <laughs> about the to kill a mockingbird. One more thing before yes, I go. Yes, Greg, please, Mr. Peck. Yes, I sir. just heard the Kimmer hidden secret microphone. Yeah, it had a little reenactment. All I can say is it wasn't hidden enough. <laughs> <laughs> I could still hear it, damn you. <laughs> Too bad Arthur Blank didn't come in and pipe in some noise to drown that out, man. <laughs> not great to be on the show. No, well, it's fine for us, so it's Mr. Gregory Peck. The Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. Oh, my God, here we go. Stand by. This is your family alive announcer, Don Pardo. Oh, Don. And this portion of the uh, Kim Peterson Show yeah. is brought to you by AJC non-radio reporter Rodney <laughs> the Ho. If you've got the money, Rodney's got the column. <laughs> and now, here's your host, <laughs> Thank the you. Kim. Thank you so much. Nancy's coming up and a special sports guest coming up. Pete's sick today again. I feel bad for him because it's that kind of that heaven-jeeven kind of there. Anyway, this was the day in 1987, Liberace passed away in Palm Springs at the age of 67. They had some kind of a AIDS-related complication thing there. Anyway, Liberace with his candelabra on the, <laughs> on the grand piano. Hey, you know, he was a boy. They loved him. I'll tell you, old lady, every blue hair in America listened, watched and listened to Liberace and Lawrence Welk. And those were the, I mean, they were huge hits with the senior citizens for years, decades in this country. And, you know, I've actually heard a lot of people say he was quite the entertainer. He oh, really he was. was. Uh, if, you, if you're talking about strictly entertaining, he was the Wayne Newton of his time. I mean, he was, you know, he was a huge entertainer. And the people come to watch his shows. And he'd wear these gaudy, incredible outfits and stuff. He's just, you know, man. And he made no secret of the fact that he was flaming. I mean, he was he, he was on fire, for God's sakes. Anyway, it's only the Kimmer, 844-404-1067. Uh, quickly, hit number one. I'm going to get to Nancy. And i got a sports update coming up here in a second. First, Nancy on News Radio 106.7. Hi, Nancy. Welcome aboard. How are you doing, Kimmer? Answering your question of a few minutes ago about the lady at the train track. How in the world do you get hit by a train? 
Well, what she did apparently is was waiting on the tracks and the bars came down. And so she gets out of her SUV, according to what I read on a website last night, to check and see if the bar hit the back of her SUV. <laughs> and then when she realized it hadn't, she gets back in the SUV. But then she drove the wrong direction. Instead of backing up, I think she she drove right into it, didn't she? She couldn't back up. The bars were down in front of her and behind her. Oh, I got you. And her apparent only concern was that one of the bars might have hit her truck. I don't know why it did not occur to her, hey, bars down (laughs) mean Walk away, maybe. Yeah, is coming. Wow, Nancy, (laughs) listen. I found out more about the phone thing, too, about the uh, Super Bowl. It was T-Mobile. Yeah, that's for the ad we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, T-Mobile is telling all of us we should feel sorry if we have boys. Yeah. I am letting them know yeah. how I feel Sorry, about that. it's a boy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. I think it's disgraceful. Nancy, thanks, sweetie. I'm very glad you called. Now, we got a special edition here of a little something here in the old Kimmer program. Uh, you know, Pete's sick today, and we. Uh, but normally we have a... Oops-a-daisy, that's not the right one. Somebody changed places. <laughs> normally we have uh, Holy Crap at Sports with Pete Davis, uh, but today we have Holy Crap at Sports with a, spe- a special guest commentator in sports on News Radio 1067. Good afternoon. Welcome and sign in, sir. Well, thank you, Cameron. <laughs> Hello again, everybody. This is Keith Jackson. Hey, Keith. How's it going? Yeah, thank you for that intro. It was quite a fun. <laughs> I'm not good. I'm not good. Well, I'll tell you, Kimmer, the pressure's on this afternoon. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Well, with Pete Davis, head of the Michael Graham show, they're saying this could be a permanent position. <laughs> of course, in Kimmer's show speak, permanent position means a week from Friday, so I'm not too excited about it. That's what I was afraid of. Well, let's tell you, Falcon yeah. owner Arthur Blinks all over your station today, yeah. apologizing for excessive noise. Excessive noise. Yeah, don't tell me that Arthur's been interviewing cheerleaders in his office again. <laughs> Keep it down, Give me honey. a D. Give <laughs> <laughs> me an I. No, that's not how you spell defense. Give me an I. You them see for, for not having me. That's the excessive thank, noise. Thank you. Well, I tell you, your first place league leading Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, Hawks. Tonight at Phillips Arena, they host the Washington Wizards, Wizard. featuring power forward and Kim Kardashian ex Chris Humphreys. Yeah, Chris Humphreys. Yeah. Who, by the way, wrote the forward to Hangman's new book. New book for Hangman? I didn't hear about that. Titled Raising Another Man's Child. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. It's something they both know about. Except... <laughs> I don't think Hangman's raising any West kids, though. No. You know, I didn't realize that Chad lived in the city, Kimmer. Really? Well, I didn't. Uh... Well, I heard the sudden doctor was out at his place going to town this afternoon. <laughs> going to town? No, I don't think that's what he meant by going to town. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really town, live see. in the city. I... I, say, I, I say I'm throwing these things to you, underhanded boy. <laughs> yeah. I stand corrected because sign man, I mean, a hangman doesn't even have siding as his house, I don't think. <laughs> well, there you go. It must have been that. New uh, subsidiary company they opened up, you know. <laughs> subsidiary. The headboard doctor. The headboard doctor. Too. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I tell you, yes, post Super Bowl survey yeah. reports yeah. that half of Seattle Seahawks fans polled mm-hmm. wish that Pete Carroll was back with the Trojans. Back with the Trojans. And the other half wishes old man had purchased one. <laughs> 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 I better go before I get in more trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Jackson, mercy.
<laughs> Thank you, Keith. Look out, 224. And it's only me. It's only the Kimmer News Radio 1067. By the way, if you didn't hear this uh, soundbite I'm going to play for you in a second of Carly Fiorina. Carly Fiorina is a hugely successful business executive, uh, very well known. She also had some uh, military-type experience in her career as well. And she spoke at that recent Iowa uh, Conservative Forum conference that was going on there. And Carly Fiorina took on Hillary Rodham Rodham. Clinton, I too. I blew them. I started all over again. Here you go. Like Hillary Clinton, I too have traveled hundreds of thousands of miles around the globe. But unlike her, I've actually accomplished something. Oh, man. You see, Mrs. Clinton, flying is not an accomplishment, it is an activity. <laughs> I have met Vladimir Putin, and I know that it takes far more than a gimmicky red reset button to halt his ambition. Having done business in over 80 countries, having served as the chairman of the External Advisory Board at the Central Intelligence Agency for several years, I know that China and North Korea and Russia are state sponsors of cyber warfare. I know that China has a strategy to steal our intellectual property. I know Bibi Netanyahu, and I know that when he warns us that Iran is a threat to our nation and to his own, that we must listen. Carly Fiorina, man, this woman makes some sense. And she takes on Hillary directly. And then, uh, also last night, Lieutenant General Mike Flynn, the former director of Defense Intelligence Agency, was still complaining about how Puttitat, the president of the United States, the deserter, the uh, coward of the, of the White House, will not even say the words Islamic terrorism. You have to define the enemy that you're facing. Otherwise, you, you, know, you can't defeat it. But I think that what we're facing is we're facing a Islamic religious extremist organization. And ISIS is a part of this. But this is actually much broader than that, much broader than more dangerous than al-Qaeda, far more dangerous than al-Qaeda. Call it like it is. I mean, let's let's you know, let's get off the dime and just call it like it is. Which is once, just which one is more time. Islamic extremism. There you go. How hard is that to say? If you can't even say it, how can you fight it? How, how can you identify a strategy? <laughs> Unbelievable. And then Ralph Peters, very famous uh, uh, military expert and uh, uh, decorated war hero, is talking about how this may the, how ISIS is going nuts over burning people alive and uh, how uh, how they got so excited about it for the publicity. This is better than the best sex they've ever had. It's easier on the goats. Easier on the goats. Two twenty seven. It's old. It's Ralph Peters, a general, my friends, on News Radio one zero six seven two twenty seven. You are listening to a replay of the Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to three, on News Radio one zero six seven. My name is Christopher Walken, <laughs> Christopher. and this portion of our show is brought to you by Gas on the $2 and the Kimmer. <laughs> gas on the $2 and the Kimmer. Name two things that won't be around for long. <laughs> now, here's your temporary host, Kim Peters. <laughs> Thank you so much. 2.33, and it's only me. It's only the Kimmer. I see I'm too late. Newsbreaker Line's coming up, sponsored by the Siding Doctor. Doctor. Uh, Pete's not here. Pete's sick again today. I, I feel bad because it's that up and down uh, Chuck Rooney uh, business he's got, not just a headache or something. So I hope you'll hope you'll be back here tomorrow. Uh, on News Radio 106.7, welcome aboard 844-404-1067. Newsbreaker line coming right up, sponsored by the Siding Doctor. Uh, just in uh, some information you may have heard about uh, the Raven 
Terrence Cody. Well, Terrence Cody has just been released by the Ravens. Actually, it happened, I think, on Monday. Uh, Terrence Cody is now arrested in Baltimore on 15 charges of animal abuse, neglect, and drugs. He has been charged with cruelty to his own dog, Taz. Over the last three weeks, he intentionally tortured his dog, inflicted unnecessary suffering on his dog, and then killed him. It also alleges he failed to provide Taz with food and drink, access to veterinary care, proper space and shelter. Basically, it was just cruelty to his own dog, which he murdered, basically killed. He can't murder a non-human, I suppose, but that's the way I look at it. And then another count, three or four other counts, claim that Cody, uh, Terrence Cody, the uh, Raven guard, uh, Cody illegally imported a live alligator into Maryland. And and, and 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 treated that one with such disrespect and disregard that the alligator suffered. Had no food and drink, no place to walk. I mean, it's unbelievable. And then they got him for five counts of animal abuse and neglect of the gator. They also found drug paraphernalia and possession. Oh, listen to this. They found Cody, this uh, Raven Terrence Cody, the football player, in possession of marijuana with a gas mask and a smoking attachment. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> and it says they found a long green smoking device. Wait, you mean a bong? Is that what that... Yeah, what's a long green be. smoking device? A glass... That's a bong, right? Is that, it had to be. Uh, and three glass smoking pipes. But, I mean, my God, they had... They found a gas mask used to smoke pot? Holy crap! I mean, isn't that a little extreme? Have you ever done something... Well, don't answer that question, but... <laughs> have you ever even seen a gas mask dope thing? Sm- smoking pot in a gas mask? I plead. You play, holy cow, I got to talk to you later or something. That just sounds outrageous. Oh, holy mackerel. And another little bit of a, of a showbiz guy in the news. Uh, a former child star from the 90s sitcom Moesha has been arrested at the Phoenix Super Bowl city where the big game was played. Marcus Polk was busted when he drove his, tr- his car right next to a fire truck and two police cars stopped on the side of the road. He stunk of, he almost hit him. He stunk of booze and had a bag of weed in his pocket. <laughs> he said, yeah, I was smoking pot and drinking some cognac, and then I took a couple of things or something, so he's been arrested. So. <laughs> That's right. You know, if you're hitting a fire truck and two cop cars, chances are they pretty much got you dead to rights. All right, hold everything. Let's do a news break line, see what's on the news break line. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Kimmer. It's me, <laughs> Hank Hill, calling from Strickland Propane. <laughs> Hank, how's Second it going? only to the varsity in the production of natural gas. <laughs> Brett, the truck driver's okay, and the Kimmer's doing stories again. Where's my Glock? <laughs> I'll put you out of your misery. <laughs> and one day of peace, and here we go. You know, my wife, Peggy, and I really appreciated the way you honored the anniversary of the untimely passing yeah. of one of my favorite singers, Karen Carpenter. Karen Carpenter, favorite singer, really? Yeah. yeah, that's right. You know, I met her at a surprise birthday party. I didn't know that. Yeah, the cake popped out of the girl. <laughs> you know why they had so much trouble selling Karen Carpenter's house, Kimmer? No, I don't, sir. Well, they didn't have a kitchen. <laughs> in the house. You, you don't know, send no food. What the hell? You have a waste money on you know, appliances. For it. Wow. No, you did us all a public service honoring Karen Carpenter's death. Well, thank you. Sir. I mean, after that hidden secret microphone, all of us wanted to stick our index finger in our throat. 
in hopes of purging the memory of that God bless her train wreck. <laughs> you know Karen Carpenter's social security number? No, I don't, sir. I am. 8080. Eight, 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 eight. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. i got to get back to work here. Mayor Kasim Reed, yeah. I heard on your yeah. award winning newscast. Yes, sir. Yes, you did. Mayor Reed wants to expand the city's streetcar system streetcar. by marrying it to the Beltline. The Beltline. You know, as opposed to when his girlfriend expanded <laughs> and he didn't want to marry at all. <laughs> I said he didn't want to marry his expanding girlfriend. Beltline or nothing. The Beltline getting bigger. He didn't care. If you ask me, Mayor Reed is putting the cart before the horse. Really? Or in his case, the baby carriage in front of the wedding procession. (laughs) I've worked really hard on this. Yes, you did, sir. I told my son Bobby, someday you'll have children of your own. He said, yeah, Dad, so will you. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry to hear Pete Davis is out again. Yeah, I'll take again. Uh, Well, he doesn't start with Michael Graham until Monday, so it was good to give him a (laughs) few days off, you know, before his new gig, you know. You'll learn all the particulars about a show that management values. (laughs) At least he has a future. By the way, Peggy and I are waiting for that Best of Kimmer Christmas CD. Is that on the way? <laughs> well, Christmas is coming, all right. So, <laughs> One of these years. Great to be on. <laughs> Hank, Peggy and you today. have a wonderful day. They heard the opening segment, and they stuck their fingers on <laughs> their throat like I'm, I'm not good. Is. I'm not popular. <laughs> oh, did you see she had a greatest hits album? Oh, oh, Kimma. Her picture was on the spine. Oh, oh. No! Oh, actual size. <laughs> Thank you, Hank. Thank you. And Peggy. How's it going? It's only me, 240 on News Radio 1067. And as you know, once in a while, I like to kind of bring to the forefront some of the ways that we may be able to better communicate with each other as men and women. You know, it's hard. Married couples, for example, some it's just the communications always seems to be an issue. And, and this is a, an absolute true story of a man and a woman, husband and wife, who went through the same day and then put an entry in their diary. This is to show you the kinds of differences that can happen. The wife wrote in her diary, Tonight I thought my husband was acting weird. We made plans to meet at a nice restaurant for dinner. I was shopping with friends all day long, so I thought he was upset at the fact I was a bit late, but he made no comment on it. Conversation wasn't flowing, so I suggested we go somewhere quiet so we could talk. He agreed, but he didn't say much. I asked him, what's wrong? He said, nothing. I asked him if it was my fault that he was upset. He said he wasn't upset, that it had nothing to do with me and not to worry about it. On the way home, I told him I loved him. He smiled slightly and kept on driving. I can't explain his behavior. I don't know why he didn't say, I love you too, sweetie. When we got home, I felt as if I had lost him completely and he wanted nothing to do with me anymore. He just sat there quietly, watched TV. He continued to seem distant and absent, and finally, with nothing but silence around us, I decided to go to bed. About 15 minutes later, he came to bed as well, but I still felt that he was distracted and his thoughts were somewhere else. He fell asleep and I cried. I don't know what to do. I'm almost sure that his thoughts are with some other woman. My life is a disaster. 
And now the husband's entry in the same diary. A two-foot putt. Who the hell misses a two-foot putt? <laughs> Two feet. 242 with a Kimmer. A news radio. I have the strangest feeling that I am about to be utterly and madly carried away. The Kimmer now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. I look out. This is Marv Albert, and this portion <laughs> yes. of the Kim Peterson Show is brought to you by Malcolm Butler of the New England Patriots. Oh, yeah. Malcolm, you just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do next? I ain't going to no Disney World. I don't want no measles, man. Where the mall lick a bull at? And now, here's your host, the Kimmer. Thank you yes. so much. Look out. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. Hoping Pete comes back tomorrow and feeling better. I got a news line coming up, sponsored by the Siding Doctor. Just a second there. This was the day the United Service Organization became a real organization in 1941, the USO. And I, can t- I can't tell you the number of times the USO has been there, not only for me when I was in Vietnam, uh, but also if you've ever been to the airport and you see those volunteers when the troops come off planes and up into the baggage area and they start clapping and cheering and... I'm telling you, it's just the USO. I wonder if Mary Lou is still down at the USO. She's been there for years and years. Uh, what a good lady to run that place down at the airport here in Atlanta. USO, born on this day in 1941. A couple of quick birthdays before we get going. Hall of Famer Lawrence Taylor, 56 years old. And I, I told you my story playing golf with him. And I won the money off him, and I have it still folded in my uh, in a shadow box case. The ball and the scorecard signed by uh, Lawrence Taylor. And our other uh, partner in the trio was Jimmy Brown. And I have their autographs and the, and the money I won off of. It was really cool. Uh, anyway, well, Lawrence Taylor is only 56. I thought he was older than that. And uh, boxer, gold medal Olympic boxer Oscar De La Hoya is 42 today. 249, it's only the Kimmer on News Radio 1067. 844 1067. 844-404-1067. How about a newsbreak line? Good afternoon. Kimmer. Hey, it's W. <laughs> How's it going, W? Well, I've been following the news, you know, sort of like my eight years in the White House. <laughs> well, why get up? But early? I heard that Michael Jordan uh, killed two people, hung him by the neck. Well, no, no, sir. Were they trying to collect on a Super Bowl bet for Michael Jordan? I mean, it's <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't not like he's got any parents left to intimidate. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't Michael. When, when did Michael Jordan start quoting Clint Eastwood anyway? Huh? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Wasn't Michael Jordan? Guy ain't much of a living boy. Just ask my own. Oh, man. My gambling debts left him up a real creek. <laughs> Wait a minute. It wasn't Michael Jordan, sir. It was King of Jordan. MCI, I can call my bookie. <laughs> my space jam buddies. Gee, Michael, you lost 8000 on a coin toss. <laughs> What's your father going to say about that? <laughs> oh, man. Father murdered in a ditch, all right. <laughs> we don't need to draw any more of a map than I've already done. <laughs> I mean, I admire this yeah. King Abdullah. It's yeah. not Michael Jordan, yeah. right? No, uh, not Miss King Jordan. I mean, Jordan yeah. As John Madden might say, hey, folks, King Abdullah, here's a guy that doesn't lowhand around. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> mess around would be one, say <laughs> one other alternative word. Sure. <laughs> mess around, fool around, whatever. Be a fool around is getting close Fool would there. be close, yeah. Why would ISIS mourn the death of that suicide bomber? Well, I mean, what? she obviously wasn't very good at her job. I mean, <laughs> no. Come on. <laughs> Failure. 
I got time to think of these things. Yes, sir, you do. Thank goodness. Senator Rand Paul, boy. Yeah. He really stepped in the Marty elevator yesterday, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Rand Paul claims yeah. that he's say, seen, as yeah. a doctor, yeah. vaccinations cause, quote, a profound mental disorders. Yeah, he causes. Of course, you got to, you know, Rand Paul is from Kentucky, so he might have been confusing <laughs> vaccinations with inbreeding. <laughs> <laughs> Very possible, sir. <laughs> Which increased it dramatically when they introduced crush-proof cigarettes. Oh, 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 oh no, Daddy! Gonna... <laughs> 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 Great to be. A... Now you. wait a minute. So, I no. gotta say one more thing. All right. it's, uh, yes, sir. Doug. It's good to have uh, Brent, the truck driver, back. Yes, you know? I showed up again. Yeah, it kind of reminds me. A call from Brent reminds me of uh, the remnants of a date with Madonna. Well, what, what do you mean, sir? Well, it's painful, and it keeps coming back. <laughs> I tried putting a cyclover here on my radio, but it didn't help. Hey, no. <laughs> Talk about a bumpy road. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's only effective on Brent Simplex B. <laughs> hey, folks, here's a guy who knows a lot about the herpes virus. <laughs> no, honey, I got it from a bicycle seat. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much. (laughs) Look out. 252. I may slide into another newsbreaker line since I've got a cold and Pete's not here. What the heck? And the latest on Bobby Christina Brown. My goodness. Now they found drugs in the apartment. And the guy who was her former flame, Maxwell Lomas, who was an arrested drug dealer, uh, maybe he was just on the way to Georgia State to be part of an art program. Anyway, 253, it's only the camera. All right, let's do another newsmaker line. Unless I talk, the better for all of us. See who's on there. Good afternoon. Jerry Seinfeld calling. Jerry, how's it going? Something I was hoping maybe you could explain to me. All right, sir. If Facebook is 11 years old today, Yes, sir. How long before Prince Andrew starts dating it? He likes them young, all right. Tell me something else, Kim. Yes, Jerry. What did we do before Facebook? I'll tell you what we did. Yes, sir. We lost touch with people we never really liked in the first place. <laughs> I hate Facebook. <laughs> it's like Brent the truck driver. It won't go away. <laughs> never leaves. Help me, George. Help me, Kramer. Find you anywhere you go. <laughs> well, it's her first work in nearly 55 years. Yeah. But enough about VA Director Leslie Wayne. Oh, no, I thought you were talking. Harper Lee. Harper Lee, the author. It's a kill of Yeah, I better be careful with Leslie Wiggins, you know. Really? She could get mad and call management on her newly installed couch phone. <laughs> <laughs> that way she doesn't have to get up, you see. Yeah, with a beard chaser, I think, on the side. I don't know. As Gregory Peck mentioned, there, Gregory Peck mentioned yeah. as a sequel to, to yeah. Kill a Mockingbird, there's going to yeah. be a movie. A movie? Yeah, or? Kim Kardashian's going to play that uh Temptress, what was her name? Loella or something yeah, like that? Yeah, Loella something, yeah. Yeah, you know, since it doesn't take any acting ability for Kim to seduce her brother, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Name the kid Scout West. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jerry, you did that brother joke just like I wrote it. Thanks, Kramer. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> On this date in 1969, Yasser Arafat took over the PLO. PLO, yeah. 
He received a kiss on the cheek from Mrs. Arafat and a second one on the ass from Jimmy Carter. (laughs) (laughs) On this date in 1847, the first Mormon pioneers traveled to Utah. That must have been a hellacious trip. Think about it. You're a Mormon settler. You got seven different wives telling you to stop and ask for directions. (laughs) (laughs) It worked so well last night at the Laughing Skull. (laughs) (laughs) Seven people laughed at it. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Seven wives in a covered wagon. a lot of wives asking for directions. <laughs> yeah, Before I go, a <laughs> yes, uh, special shout-out to the hangman. The Kim. hangman for helping out. Yeah, as Herman Cain might say, Chad's doing a yeoman's job. As in, yo, man, you done doing a good job, Chad. <laughs> yeoman. <laughs> yo, Buy man. yourself a grape soda. <laughs> Get yourself a pack of cool. It's not me, cool. man. I mean, you're doing a yeoman's job, yo, man. Yo, man. <laughs> Golly, Jerry. Pick you up a girl on Cheshire Bridge. I'll cover it, man. <laughs> I got an account over there. Looking for a girl Friday, are you? <laughs> a couple more for the weekend, Get man. Down. That's what I thought. Thank you. Man, I didn't know harass was two different words. I'm sorry. (laughs) You learn something every day. Yes, sir. One day they're going to tell me what shucky ducky means. (laughs) Look out, 256. By the way, Hangman, uh, uh, signing day, high school football players, two uh, Rap Stars kids now playing football. Yeah, UCLA now has... uh... Not only Puff Daddy's son, but right. Snoop Dogg's son committed to UCLA as a wide receiver today. And uh, and Puff Daddy or Snoop Daddy's is a running back, I think, right? Uh, no, Puff no, Daddy's son. Puff a Daddy's running back. Running, yep. running back. Okay, excellent. I think. Hey, thank you guys for helping out, Pete. Hope you're better today. And now uh, is coming up the news, people. On news. Oh, damn liver! There goes my liver. Not crap.